You're listening to Going Places and Making Friends, a half travel podcast, half interview podcast, where you'll be learning alongside me, your host, Cassidy, as I travel the world and have deep conversations with the friends I meet along the way. Now let's get to it. Welcome to Going Places and Making Friends. I'm your host, Cassidy, and today I'm here with Amber Cashman. What's up? Um, I'm good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We've just had lunch. Mm-hmm. So I've got a full belly. We're sitting in the sun, shining yeah. on our faces. It might be a little too hot after a while, but it's okay. We'll see how it goes. I'm, it's better than cold. I'm loving it right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, can you tell me where you're from, how old you are? Just a quick, like, 30 second bio. I'm from Australia. Um, a town called Foster on the east coast of New South Wales. I'm 20 years old. Um, Living life. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. (laughs) That's it. Well, you're traveling for a long period of time. Yeah. When did you leave Australia? Um, 15th of June. So I've been traveling for four months now and having a blast, absolute blast. I started off in London where my sister lives and then I was pretty much... Hopping to lots of different countries, staying at hostels, partying a lot (laughs) Mm -hmm. um, until I came to here in Croatia at Bogata Suma on the permaculture farm. So it's been nice to slow down, um, stay in one place for a long time. And now I'm going to do more of this sort of travel, more volunteering, slower paced, less planned out. Yeah. Yeah. And you came here with the same thought that I did was like, oh, it's going to be a good break of, like, alcohol and cigarettes. And then (laughs) we really enabled each other. Yeah, like, the first week, like, getting to know each other, like, getting to know the vibe of the place. Like, we did have a detox that first week. Totally. Total detox. Yeah, our bodies probably hated us for it. (laughs) Um, And then, yeah, then we discovered we both like beer and... um, Actually, today I went with Barbara, the host here, to get um, beer from the store. And I bought three two-litre bottles. Yeah. And um, while Barbara was, like, putting her fruit and vegetables through, the lady behind the counter, they were speaking Croatian, but they said beer or something that sounded very much like beer and they were laughing and she sort of looked at me a bit and I was like oh no she's seen me buying this much beer so many times so many times (laughs) she probably also was like oh yeah they came in you know the other night and bought a bottle of Jaeger a bottle of gin and beer (laughs) yeah um did you ask what they were um, saying no I didn't I forgot actually Mm -hmm. um yeah, we should ask. Get easily. Yeah, but yeah, we'll you know, I'm I'm 99 sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Without speaking a word of Croatian, that they were laughing at me. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> but for I'm sure. Okay with that. Um, but you know, getting drunk and playing board games. I've been loving it. I've yeah. been loving it. And then Noel comes down yeah. and joins in, and that's always um great. The more the merrier, yeah. really. Yeah, the more the merrier. Um, and then the next morning, we were always very surprised with how little, if any, is left in the bottles. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then I have to do work and everything. Yeah. Today was easy. But... Yeah, you had your biscuits and gravy. Oh my gosh. Having biscuits and gravy, hangover food, just honestly makes everything okay. Yeah, you've I made it for us a few times here now. I mm-hmm. understand. 
your yeah. love and passion for it. Yeah. Um, okay, well, I want to talk about your travels. You've been traveling for four months now, and you will continue to travel for a year, or how long? So I just bought a one-way ticket, so... You don't know. Um, no idea, really. Love it. Um, yeah. I have absolutely no comprehension of when I'm going to go home. I love that. And then even when I do go home, my vague plan is to road trip and travel and work around Australia. So the travel never ends, you know? The travel the never journey, ends. journey never ends. Love it. Um, well, how did you feel leaving Australia and leaving home knowing you were going to be gone for a really long time? Was it hard, like, emotionally? Were you just super pumped to get out of there? Um... It was definitely, like, sad to leave my friends and whatever, um, leave my car. I love my car. Um, I was mainly just excited. I'm someone who loves going places and, um, yeah, I hadn't lived at home for maybe nine months at that point and, yeah, so I guess that makes it easier. Yeah. yeah I was just excited to get yeah. out, see the world. Were you nervous, like, emotionally? Did you feel emotionally prepared? Um, I was a little bit nervous. I just had the funniest images in my head um, of me, <laughs> try, like, in a country that, does, like, I can't speak any other languages, trying to figure out my way around, like, because I'm terrible at directions, like, terrible. Mm. Like, my friend calls right amber's left and left amber's right because i always say them wrong like <laughs> don't put me on the nav like the navigation while yeah. we're on a road trip so i thought that that was going to be pretty funny um but apart from that felt pretty emotionally secured emotionally so. secure is maybe a bit strong <laughs> <laughs> i felt ready for the journey yeah yeah yeah, yeah. And have there been any, like, regrets that you've had so far? Not really, because I've had a great time everywhere I've gone and met awesome people. So I definitely don't regret anything that I've done. But I, I left home with three months completely planned out. I had all my hostels booked, all my travel booked. like, And that in itself was super stressful. I regret having to do that. Mm -hmm. um, but it was nice not having to think about where to go next along the way. But then I do regret that I met people along the way and then it was like, oh, I'm leaving tomorrow and I've got two months more of hostels booked. Like, I can't yeah. change my plan um, or sort of adjust to what comes up as you're travelling, which so many things do. Mm -hmm. um, but I'm going to do more travel like that now, so... Do you feel like you missed out on some of those, like, other opportunities, though, because you did have, like, a, like a rigid schedule? Yeah. Um, Any particular ones that, like, come to mind where you're like, not, damn, I really loved those people, or... Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. Um, yeah, there's definitely, like, there was someone in Berlin. I met someone in Spain. Just trying to think of people yeah. now. Like, yeah. I know there was more along the way, but um, but yeah, like some of them I've got contacts with and can definitely go back to see them, which gives me a bit of a path for future travels because mm. I can swing by there or whatever. So it's like cool. I want to go to the Netherlands to um meet up with someone, or I want to go yeah. back here, or um like there's quite a few people in England, sort of thing. So that's cool as well. Yeah. So before you left, did you, were you like saving up for a lot of the time or like how long did you know before you left? I bought my ticket in January, left in June. So I knew for okay. six months. Um, but I was living, 
up on Fraser Island and I didn't have too many expenses really because food and rent was $50 a week combined. Um, so I didn't have to buy food. It was pretty much just alcohol that I was buying. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which is always more than you expect it to be, but I didn't have any other expenses to pay for, really, alcohol yeah. and fuel. Um, so okay. I was just simply by my situation able to save. I wasn't necessarily focusing on it. And I already had a bit saved up before that too, so that helped. That's nice. Yeah. Did your parents help out at all with it? Um, they've helped me out with a few things here and there which has yeah. been awesome um like my sail croatia week mm, before i came here the boat ride yeah yeah, yeah. party boat um <laughs> um they helped out with that and while i was in luxembourg um helped out with a few things there yeah. but um not because i needed it just because they wanted to, yeah yeah which is so so supportive so awesome cool. yeah 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 yeah, yeah. No, they're the best, really. And they have been supportive, like, of this entire trip, right? Yeah, I um, called them up. I was like, hey, there's a Harry Styles concert in <laughs> London um, in June. Would it be crazy if I bought a ticket to it? And they were like, no, that's a great idea. And obviously my sister's in London, so it's a bit of a base. And I was like, and then I'm just going to go travel. And they were like, awesome, see the world, because they did all that when they were younger too. Um, but they've been supportive of all the decisions I've made, really, dropping out of uni, going to a farm, moving up to an island, traveling mm -hmm. here, which has been awesome because yeah. it would have made things quite different if they weren't supportive. Yeah. yeah. What about your sister? How's your relationship with her? And she's a little bit older, right? Yeah, yeah she's two years older, yeah. Yeah, and when did she leave home and how has that been? So she left home when she was 15 um, after year nine and I was 13 at that point and she didn't move too far away. She moved two hours away and was living with our auntie and cousins um, and she was doing full-time dancing and that was weird because, you know, you've grown up with a sister and yeah. now she's not there. She came home like maybe every second weekend or whatever. Okay, or, yeah. So still saw her pretty regularly. And then when she turned, well, just before she turned 18, she moved to London to do more dance. But at that point, she'd already, like, I'd felt more like a single child at home. Mm, um, yeah. So that wasn't as weird, really. You just got to get used to the time differences with FaceTime and whatever. Yeah. But yeah, we have a good relationship. We always have. And... Are you very similar or... No. Not at <laughs> totally all? Totally not. I'm the more laid back, curly haired, curly brown hair, um, like hippie vibe. And she's the posh, straight, blonde hair Londoner. Like, wow. Um, yeah. Um, she works all the time. Like, she's really dedicated. She has a really full on life. And like, yeah. like if I have one thing on in the day, it's like, okay, we better sit down and have a break now because, <laughs> you know, doing the washing up was tough. Like, <laughs> um, so we're quite different in that way, but not like we're able to enjoy each other's company. We have heaps of fun together. She doesn't really like drinking. Like, wow. <laughs> we're quite different. But yeah, so we get yeah. on well and it's always, it was really nice to be with her in London for a few weeks and it's awesome knowing that I can go back there and yeah. have somewhere to stay, who will take me out for dinner and... Yeah, <laughs> um, be the responsible like older sister. <laughs> um, um, so Fraser Island, is that when you lived off grid? 
No. 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 Um, so, end of August, September last year, something like that, I dropped out of uni and then went to move to a blueberry farm with three friends and their four dogs. And that's when I was living off the grid, just living out okay. of my car. Okay. Um, I want to ask about that, but first, I want I remembered that I really wanted to ask you, when did you know that you wanted to drop out of university? Like, and tell me about that mental state that you were in. And, like, yeah, how did that, like, decision come to pass? How did you feel about it? There's, you know... I don't know, maybe this is more American, but I feel like there is more stigma around, like, dropping out of school and... Totally. Um, Definitely. Yeah, I feel like that's such a huge life decision. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, just walk me through that. Um, so, I went to uni in Sydney, which, first off, I don't know why. Mm. I never wanted to move to Sydney and then all of a sudden... You didn't like it? Um, I was... N- I... It took me a while to figure out what I wanted to do at uni, but the whole process, so for like a year while I was trying to figure it out, I was like, I don't know what I want to do, but I know I don't want to live in Sydney. (laughs) (laughs) But then you ended up living in Sydney. But then I ended up living in Sydney, and also I was doing a science degree. I was doing environmental science, Mm -hmm. which, love the environmental part, but science, (laughs) (laughs) it's tough, right? Yeah. And I did not do science in my final years of school either. So I like wasn't a super science person sort of thing. And I remember the first like in-person class we had, um, the teacher goes, okay, so who did science in the last year of school? And you know, when you can hear a whole room put their hand up, Yeah. like I heard that and I was the only one with my hand down and then get later that class it also proved that I was oh no <laughs> it was pretty funny but it was okay um pretty much I didn't like studying yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> which is pretty common but um it it just was not the lifestyle for me I was so 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 depressed I it was really 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 low point and then um I moved home after two months because Sydney was in lockdown and COVID, everything was online, and I was like, I don't want to be living here anymore, I might as well go to where Yeah, it's a nicer place, even though I don't like living at home. Do you think that uh, the pandemic fed into the depression, or was it school, or just life? Um, also, you don't have to tell me this. <laughs> that's okay. Um, um, I don't think it was really the pandemic. Um, it definitely was a bummer, like, yeah. without having in-person classes to meet people or, like, you're living in the city but you can't go out in the city sort of thing. While paying to live in the city too. So that uh. was a bummer. But um, I don't think it really contributed to my mental health stage. I moved to uni with already, like, depression yeah. and all that anyway. And I... Um, had been going on for a while so it wasn't a new thing either Um, but then when I moved home I was um, I had to sort of do like a two-week quarantine sort of thing because I'd come from Sydney into a different Mm. area or whatever and it was also the time of like the final tests for the term and everything so it was kind of good because I needed to study a lot (laughs) (laughs) Um, I actually have because it was around like we just sort of passed the time one year ago, so I've had all, like, my one year ago memories coming up sort of thing, and I'm like, oh my god, what a terrible time, 
or it's like me um like drunk three minutes before my test being like let's go (laughs) aren't you so happy that your phone reminds you of these things so happy (laughs) because my mind forgets it yeah yeah Um, so you're back home and not yet deciding to drop out yeah so I hated it and then when I moved home mum and dad could see like the state that I was in sort of thing and because because yeah there's the whole stigma around it with society and my sister had gone and done so much stuff and been successful and blah blah Mm. blah 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 um so I sort of like at first my brain wasn't really like dropping out is an option and then mum and dad could see how fucked up I was and they were like you know it's okay like if you want to take a break like you can just defer for a bit or you can do that or whatever um wow and so that's when I was like oh hold on yeah I can I don't have to be doing this yeah um and like because when your parents say it because they're often some the one of the main things that it's like oh I can't drop out because what will my parents think blah 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 and then mum was actually one night she was like why don't you go work on a farm (laughs) <laughs> like we would, so I was just sitting there crocheting random, yeah. and she was like why don't you go work on a farm and I was like that sounds awesome sort of thing so she planted the idea in my head and then my best friend and I because she is also like lost in what to do and whatever and we were just like all we want to do is to have someone let us live on their land <laughs> yeah <laughs> not have to do any work or do minimal work yeah. um that we choose the hours of. We don't want to be restricted <laughs> to a schedule. And we want to live there with the dogs and just chill. And then, so I was like, okay, started like looking on just Indeed and Seek, just like job sites yeah, for fruit picking, like farm work sort of thing. And then I found an organic blueberry farm and they were like, you can live on the land sort of thing. And they didn't have a lot of information. They were like, you can contact us. And so I did, and I asked them, like, a few questions, and the work was by the bucket rate, which means we get to choose how much we work. Oh, Because you pick a bucket, you get paid for it. Yeah. Um, If you don't pick a bucket, you don't get paid. Like, so, sort of thing. And we were allowed to go there with the dogs and everything, so one weekend I told mum and dad, I was like, yep, going to a friend's house for the weekend, sort of thing. And then me and two other friends drove up to the farm, which is about five hours away, and we checked it out, and we were like, awesome this is great, no one else was there at this point because it was a newly, like, the owners were new to the farm sort of thing, so they were Mm. still in the process of getting people to come work there and everything. And then, yeah, that night it was the date that I could drop out of uni without academic or financial penalty. And I got home at about 8pm, went to my room, dropped out of uni, went to the kitchen and was like, I have an announcement. (laughs) (laughs) And immediately mum and dad were like, you're pregnant! (laughs) No. (laughs) And I was like, no, I've dropped out of uni and I'm going to go work and live on a farm with Mackenzie and Sam and their dogs. Wow. And they were like, this is an awesome idea. Like, what a great thing to do. And then, like, you know, asked a few questions and I was um, assured them it wasn't a cult. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, um, That's usually the question that you asked, yeah. And that sort of thing. And then I think maybe five days later I was on the farm. Wow. Um... Everything kind of worked out perfectly. So well. It was, yeah, and, like, best decision I've ever made in my life. Yeah. Loved it. 
loved the whole experience. How did that, how did living on the farm affect your depression? Definitely helped. Definitely, definitely helped. Still had like eating disorders and whatever, mm. but um, I just turned vegan as well. So I sort of took that to the extreme, um, but definitely, definitely cleared my mind, made me enjoy my days and everything like that so do you feel like traveling has affected your your anxiety or depression or anything has helped my anxiety so much I used to have panic attacks all the time and all that sort of thing but since traveling um like I had one or two while I was in London um and I was like I this cannot be happening to me while I'm traveling I went and bought a singing bowl um, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The music. <laughs> so yeah. that I, if because the vibrations really relax me, and so I thought, if I start having a panic attack or if something goes wrong and I'm getting really stressed out, like no matter if I'm in an airport or if I'm on the side of a street, just get my singing bowl out, ding, <laughs> everything's gonna be okay. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, but I actually haven't even needed to use the singing bowl in that scenario. Um, I've just used it for like relaxing meditations yeah. and stuff. Because, I don't know, I yeah. haven't been feeling that way, That's acting great. that way. So great. Loving and, it. And yeah, you're not sure like what it is about travel or... I think maybe um, the fact that it's like you're traveling, you're here to enjoy the experience. So your mind is like, let's enjoy it. Let's not mm. break down about nothing or like yeah. freak out about little details or um, whatever. And also it's like... When you're traveling solo, you gotta work things out. You gotta, you know, you gotta figure it out. If there's a problem, you find a solution, like sort of thing. You don't really have the luxury of being able to break down as much. Yeah. But that's not mm. consciously sort of yeah. thing. That's just me looking back and thinking about it. Totally. You know? Yeah. Distractions. Yeah. Yeah. I'm very <laughs> easily distracted too. So easily. Well, thank you for sharing about uh, your past and current state of of being I know that can be difficult sometimes so thank you for being open with it um I want to ask so you were living off grid what did living off grid um like teach you about yourself um okay so this may sound like a kind of dumb answer but living off the grid taught me that I love living off the grid (laughs) (laughs) I love that answer Um, but you know, when you find a lifestyle that you feel so connected with and you enjoy, like that's such a big discovery and especially going from hating every second of every day to not, to not like (laughs) that's awesome. And, um, like living with the land and like not having any negative, well, I mean, I still had a car and like whatever, but, um, not really having negative impacts on the land that I was standing on and um yeah just the routine of the day as well like I was living out of my car and so the sun would come up and come through the window and that's when I would wake up about the same time every day and then I had about a 40 minute window of um before it got too hot and the march flies would come out Mm. and so every morning I would do yoga in that 40 minutes because once the march flies come out because there was so many what are march flies they're Like like Big flies that yeah. when they land on you, it stings, like, because oh, they bite you they and it, bite. Like, stings. Okay. I think we call them horse flies, so. Okay. Yeah, I um, get it. Yep. And so it's really hard to, like, 
do relaxing yoga when you've got mm. eight of them stinging you at the same time sort of thing. Oh like, God, how did you there live There was so out there? many. You got sort of used to them on a when you're just sort of doing your thing or whatever, but when you're doing yoga and stuff, yeah. it would be like, slap, 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 <laughs> like, downward dog, slap. Child's <laughs> <laughs> <Charles> voice, slap. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so every morning I would do yoga in that 40 minutes because that was the time that the land was like, this is your yoga time, yeah. you know? And just little things like um, I had a bag that... Um, like we filled up for the shower and whatever and there was and you just walk into the bush and there was one good tree that had a really good branch um, but sometimes like I'd like just walk to a new tree and have a shower under a new tree yeah and we had three puppies with us and they would all follow you and be running around so you'd play fetch with them between you know shampooing your hair so that's so nice yeah. as well and even just other little things like um when you got to go shit, you know, you take the shovel and you go find yourself yep. and you dig yourself a hole <laughs> and like, um, and everyone knows you're going to shit because yep. you've taken the shovel. But I loved that. Like a few, after about three weeks of living there, they got a portaloo put on the, oh. put on the farm. And I don't think I used it for another two weeks until we got like hectic rains mm. where I was like, I don't want to go dig a hole while it's yeah, like, yeah. thunderstorming. Yeah. Um, because I was like, I do not want to go sit in a plastic mm. claustrophobic square. Yeah. When you can just when shit I can go under a tree. Yeah. <laughs> like glorious fertilize the earth. Yeah. Like, and I love that. And like also just not having to do anything either because it was a very bad season for picking blueberries um, <laughs> so didn't earn a lot of money but that's okay we didn't go there to earn a lot of money yeah we didn't have to yeah we could pick as many buckets as we wanted and then call it a day or have a two-hour break and drink a couple beers and go back or whatever and then we had a like over a month a month and a couple of weeks of there being no fruit um, wow. and so we just got to live on the farm yeah so just chill out like um the biggest chore of the day which obviously would only do like once a week would be washing your clothes which is all by hand mm. and then hanging them out um but you know that takes an hour and then it's like cool you know, you just chill for yeah. the day. And there was a few other people eventually came to also live on the farm and do the same sort of thing. And there was one Portuguese guy living out of his van and he would come over in the morning or we'd go over to him and, like, we'd make flatbread for breakfast. Cool. Um, we'd have a fire most nights. and like, that. It's like, it sounds glorious. Yeah. I'm missing it just now talking about yeah. it. <laughs> was there anything in that experience that was really hard or that you were like, okay, I really wish this wasn't the situation other than the March flies. Yeah. (laughs) The flies for sure. Um, or really hard to adjust to. Not for me. Um, for my friend, she finds it slightly harder to adjust to some things. And also like when we would go picking, the dogs would bark because they couldn't come down to the field sort mm. of thing. And so that was really hard to have them barking and then you like feel bad because they've got to be chained up or they'll yeah. run down. And yeah, it was super, super hot, but I could deal with it. Yeah. You yeah. seem so much like a go with the flow type of person. <laughs> like I really wonder like, does anything piss you off? Like, <laughs> does anything make you uncomfortable at all? <laughs> <laughs> Um, not many things piss me off, yeah. to be honest. I don't often get angry. Uncomfortable? 
just like yeah like you know if a room has an uncomfortable vibe like in the air or something that's uncomfortable yeah (laughs) (laughs) but I guess maybe it's more of just like your mindset of how you see the world and things it's like I don't know I'm now speaking for you but I feel like you take things and you're like well I can choose we were kind of having this conversation earlier today you can choose to be angry about something yeah. or complain about something or yeah. you could choose not to yeah um and it's often much nicer if you choose not to yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it um is a practice as well like it's mm-hmm. not easy to just choose not to I guess and like but you when I do have moments where you know you get upset or you get frustrated or whatever like afterwards I'm like okay that wasn't really necessary like Mm. And that just made me feel shit for that time. So yeah, yeah. I don't really know. I what think else that's to a say. really good. <laughs> I think that's a really good mindset. Yeah, I mean, living in bliss, really. Living in bliss. <laughs> <laughs> and then if people do piss me off, like I'm really, really good at zoning out. Like so good at zoning out. Like too good. <laughs> just ignore them. <laughs> yeah, it's like suddenly like they're not there. I'm just in my thoughts. It's all good. <laughs> I love that. Oh, my gosh. Well, um, I was just wondering. So, yeah, you are really go with the flow. Nothing really upsets you, um, really. And then also you're extremely extroverted and you have a bunch of energy. Do you have any idea where those things come from? Yeah, I mean, I guess I like hanging around people and hanging out, chatting and whatever. If they're people that I like being around then I can spend heaps of time with them and it's like every now and again like I'll need my quiet time or whatever but um probably less than other people might yeah um are your parents um, like this at all dad definitely is mum finds it maybe a bit harder yeah yeah dad's very extroverted very Mm. people person but I feel like maybe it comes from like when you're in a bad place if you're hanging out with people, you're distracted and you're not, like, you know, you could be having the worst day ever, but it's like, oh, now I'm going to go hang out with my friend. I'm going to pretend that everything's all good, obviously. And then you have a great afternoon mm-hmm. and stuff. Um, so maybe it comes from that too. I do have a bunch of energy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Always. Um, I'm a big giggler. I don't know where that comes from. Somewhere inside of me. Born this way, baby. That's it. it. I think so. That's awesome. Um, Well, we are coming up to the end of the episode, and I just want to ask you, what is bringing you joy right now? Um, You. Thank you. Um, Yeah, meeting you here and obviously everyone else that's here and stuff, but I think... We've made a really cool connection, and we're yeah. planning to travel on to Turkey and everything yeah. together, which makes me super excited. Get matching tattoos. Yes! Swiss chart! <laughs> <laughs> what a hilarious, like, tattoo idea. <laughs> I think it's going to be awesome. We've got to do it. But yeah, I'm really appreciated of you, the situation of where, I'm, where I am, of my mindset, because mm. it's all going well. Yeah. <laughs> Love to hear it. Um, yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for sitting down and doing this podcast with me. Thank you for having me. Of course. So excited. My first podcast. Yeah. (laughs) Like my eighth podcast. First of many, maybe. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You're open for booking. (laughs) I'm a very interesting person.
<laughs> um, well, yeah, thank you so much. And until next time. Bye.